When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday, and that means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. NXT After Show, and have we got a show for you. We've got the Women's Championship on the line. We've got the Heritage Cup Tournament going on, and we have murder? We'll talk all about it, but before we do, let me introduce the team. I'm Jack Farmer, being joined by the NYC Demon Diva and Glenn Rubenstein. Glenn, how are you, old pal? I'm doing well, man. It's been a while. Good to see you. That's always good to see you. We 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 got to do more shows together, Glenn. I feel like we we don't only get to to hang out every now and again. I know, I know. It's it's like it's like when Elton John and Billy Joel would tour together, and they're just trading off songs back and forth. You know? Yeah, I feel like I wanted to be more like Elton John and Eminem, where I'm the Eminem and cool. But I guess even that's an old reference at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Uh, NYC Demon Diva, Issa, how have you been? I haven't seen you since a week ago. I've been good, Jack. I, I am here. I've, I'm kind of, I'm a little wrestled out. I just have to make it through tonight and tomorrow, and then I get a break. You know, with all the wrestling this weekend, it was just a lot to do watch-alongs for. I feel like I'm kind of live all the time now. Yeah, this has been, for, for people who cover wrestling, this has been an Iron Man couple of <laughs> weeks here. with something. Not happening. cover. Watch it. Watch the pay-per-views live on YouTube. We're talking about sitting there. I've sat there every day for the last, like, I don't know. I don't even know. But you get the point. It's a busy week. It's a busy week. I'm a little wrestled out <clears throat> right now. Yeah, please, well, for the love of God, CM Punk, don't do anything. Don't talk to anyone. Just leave it be for a while. Yeah, it's, I mean, because I was going to say, speaking of CM Punk, that's like, not only has there been a ton of shows to watch, but the news cycle has been absolutely ridiculous. And, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on that, actually, because we haven't really talked about it much here on Wrestling Inc. And frankly, it's the only real news that's going around wrestling. So again, everyone in the chat and everyone who's watching, like, comment, share, subscribe. But uh, Issa, I want to go to you first. What are your thoughts on all this CM Punk stuff? I, I I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I think that that relationship needed to come to an end back during All Out. And I think that if you don't put the boundaries during that press conference when this man is sitting there next to you doing everything that he did and then he has that confrontation backstage, he's like, well, can you blame him for wanting to beat up everybody after that if you couldn't show boundaries and restrictions at that moment? So at the same time, I I would have fired Jungle Boy, but that's just me. 
Could you imagine after that press conference if Tony Khan had gone backstage and be like, you go out there and you apologize right now. How dare you make a fool of me like that in front of everyone? I want you to go out there. I want you to hang your head low. I would have fired him right then and there. I don't care how big you are. You're not bigger than the owner of the company. He should have been fired right in the middle of that press conference. Somebody should have muted his mic like he took too long on an Oscar speech and they should have gotten him out of there. Yeah, get well, Mikey Ruckus out there to play him off during the uh, press conference. I, I was going to say, to be fair, be they, awesome. don't, they don't cut off the mic for the Oscars. They just start playing a, like fake yeah. applause until they leave. Right. So, See, a punk is like, we subpoena Marsha, and then you hear, look in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? As like fake applause is happening. He's like, wait, what? He's like, <laughs> As someone like dressed in a nice like dress comes and just starts ushering him off stage, like wait, get, what is happening? Get, get the Sandman from the Apollo Theater to come out there with the, the broom <laughs> and just sweep him off stage, you know? Right. <laughs> but there's just something about if you look at the all out thing, right? Like going back to last year, and he sat there. He said, "If anybody has an effing problem with me, then come and find me." Right. So the elite found him. F around, find out. That's what they say, right? I feel like this one is a little bit weird because you told you told John Go Boy to Man Perry, hey, don't use real glass in collision. And that turned into this. This one just feels like everybody should have just minded their own business. Like, screw it, Jack Perry wants to do something stupid with his nipple baby syndrome that he has. And then <laughs> and then if Jack Perry says something, you should have just had somebody else handle it. Like this, and then like all of the new cycle coming out after this. Oh, there was also this confrontation. Then he did this, and then he it's like enough. He got fired. Like enough. How much many more news? Like, I get it. You want your clicks. Hope you're getting them because you know it sounds like you're not gonna get any more clicks out of CM Punk for a while after this week. So well, Glenn, I'm curious to hear your side or what your thoughts are on this entire CM Punk thing. I mean, uh I am definitely of the mindset of um and I asked this before, I, I always say I don't know anything that happened. Except hmm. for what I saw on TV, I assume that I don't know. So I don't pretend to know what really happened at Brawl Out. I don't pretend to know who instigated what and all that kind of stuff. I just try to call it as I see it from what I see on TV. And from what I've seen, uh, it does feel like at the end of the day, this is probably the healthiest thing for all parties that CM Punk oh, yeah. is not connected anymore. But what an absurd lack of maturity, professionalism, and capitalism that all parties could not set aside their real-life differences to exploit this and make an absurd amount of money and boost the ratings for AEW. That is the biggest failure of this situation. So that's something that I'm glad you said that. Cause this is something that always makes me wonder is everyone always says there's so much money in this for them. If they work through it, there's so much money for them. They, they're, they're leaving so much money on the table. I think whose money is it? Like, do they get bonuses if they oh, have a good, possibly. cause I, I don't know if, if you're like, does Adam Page, let's say if he works with CM Punk and it's like the greatest rivalry ever, is his paycheck actually impacted at all? Or is it I the mean, same paycheck as it always would be? As many people will tell you behind the scenes and privately, a lot of people in AEW are grossly overpaid. But that being said, um, it's good for the company, which in turn is good for the performers. It's good for their value. I mean, if Hangman Adam Page is in the hottest feud of the year and his contract comes up and AEW is doing an all-time record high in business, he can get more money from AEW or he has more leverage potentially to go to uh, the competition. So I don't know that it's direct. Like, could you imagine Tony Khan after all out is like, 
you know, Alistair, uh, I want you to know, or Malachi, I want you to know you did really good last night. So I got you the Starbucks gift card and you're <laughs> the MVP of all out. And I know you like coffee, Malachi. So, um, you know, that those next couple of lattes, they're on TK. Yeah, that's $20. That's that's yeah. a cup of coffees there. One for everybody in the House of Black. Yeah, I, I don't. so I don't think it's that direct, but there is a ripple effect, right? And then you get WBD involved, and they're paying more for rights. I mean, there's just... This it was a colossal failure. Like, this should have been similar to the pipe bomb, right? What do we always hear about the pipe bomb? Oh, CM Punk was saying some truths, but corporate knew, and they thought this was best for business to let him go out there and do this. And they spun that... Up, you know, pre in, in the first half of the 2010s, the pipe bomb angle was the hottest angle in all of professional wrestling, biggest angle ever in WWE. And that was the perfect mix of some real life grievances mixed with the ability to capitalize on them. And the fact that Tony Khan couldn't do that, um, you know, I don't know where his head is buried, but it's, it's, it's not parking it in reality. Well, I will say that because there was money on the table, because they did pay CM Punk so much yeah. money, because I know from what I've heard, I should say, Tony Khan was a huge fan of CM Punk. Yeah. And the fact that there were people, I guess, lawyers that they consulted with and things like that. I think the fact that he did make the decision to move on from CM Punk mm. says just how serious this was. Because I couldn't have been an easy thing to do. Yeah. And so if if he's saying CM Punk has to go, then I know, I know we could nitpick like how things need to be ran. But I think that... It, based on the people who were there and running things, if they're making a decision that tough must have been the, there must be something that makes them feel that way. Yeah. His life was a danger, Jack. Cause uh, well, that's what he said. <laughs> I mean, cause I just try to think like, look at the flip side. If this, cause he's their number one merch seller uh, from what I understand or was, he was one of their biggest draws. If you took the parallel to like WWE, if WWE said, look, lawyers consulted us and everyone in the back talked and we unanimously agreed Roman Reigns needs to go. You'd say Roman Reigns must've done something big to get, to get let go. Uh, and so I have to feel the same with AEW. If they're saying our number one guy, we got to get rid of this. Something must be there that makes them say we, we can't ignore it. I appreciate this. you using Roman for that example. Why couldn't you just use Jey Uso or Cody I mean, Rhodes? Bret Hart punched Vince McMahon in the face. That was on the way out. And do you think that Vince got on TV and told the fan base that he feared for his life at that moment? No, I think Vince respected the hell out of Brett for doing that because Vince That's is a right. psychopath. But yeah, um, no, I'm sorry. I, I get that the speech is covering your legal things that you need to cover. I know what they're doing there. It is so it is so obvious that you're but, just getting ahead of the lawsuit that's coming from but CM Punk. But terms, my God, did it make him sound like a pussy? And uh, yeah, how could anyone have watched uh, CM Punk's UFC career and fear for their life with that man? <laughs> I got to say, before we move on, though, you, you bring up Vince. To be fair, the Grim Reaper could punch Vincent Mann in the face, and I don't think Vincent Mann would be scared of death. I feel like he'd still be like, I will I'm, never, I'm Vince. Ever. Nothing's going to doesn't gonna... matter if I have, I could be trapped in a freaking jigsaw trap, and you're not going to catch me going on my YouTube channel saying, I fear for my life right now. I'm sorry. Wow. That, I'm not built that way. <laughs> yeah. But this whole thing, and then Tony Khan's speech Saturday, like I've seen hostage videos that looked more relaxed and natural than that. Uh, I mean, he just looked out of he's his mind. He's got PTSD. I mean, he's got something, but I mean, he just looked out of his mind when he was out there talking to the crowd and saying the same thing. Like, he, he homeboy's in over his head and has been for a while. Like it's cool. He wants to run a wrestling company, but look, 
You think Billy Corgan puts up with this shit at NWA? He ran a band, for Christ's sakes. He understands how to manage different personalities. Sure, he fired most of them when they didn't just agree with him. But still, he knows how to run a company. Well, to be fair, he's a rock star. That's different. True. Different. And the, the, the world is a vampire. But, um, <laughs> no, it's, it's just, this is the gift that keeps on giving for wrestling media which is why we're all talking about it. We're all covering it. We're all looking at it from every different angle. I'm kind of over it. But yeah, that's the problem, though. It's like uh, there's no payoff. Unless he goes back to WWE, oh, God, there's, no. there's no payoff whatsoever to this. Unless you're giving a hot mic and you let him come out there and just... Okay, hot shadow. Yeah. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think anyone... To be fair, I don't think anyone in WWE cares about him shooting on AEW on their show. I feel yeah. like that would... If anything, that'd be kind of a boost to AEW, I think. Yeah. Um, but in any case, let's talk about this pro wrestling show that we watched just now. Let's talk oh, about NXT. NXT, yes. Yeah. So, guys, I know you've heard a lot about CM Punk for a while in the chat. I just, like, there's no other news. I tried to pull up news. <laughs> Every, that was all that there was. I didn't have anything else to talk about. That was all everyone was saying. So, yeah, and the news uh, is like, here's what Eric Bischoff has to say. Here's what so and so. It's yeah. just everybody with their hot take, and most of them are just kind of reheated. But uh, let's talk about the biggest story in all of professional wrestling. What should be the biggest story, which is that next week, Becky Lynch is going to become NXT Women's Champion. Finally, the one thing that has avoided her, her career is going to happen. Well, as we do, yeah, I do. I want to talk about that. I also want to make sure we give a shout out to everyone who's here with us in the chat. I want to give a shout out to Sarah, to Bit Milligan, to Max Feldman, Tommy O, Pepita Junior Three, uh, Dammit, Dammit ASAP. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Sarah Small and Tommy O, and at one and only, and everyone else appreciates y'all. Um, and then Malik Black, I see your super chat. Going to make sure we get to that uh, when we talk about Von Wagner. Uh, but yeah, Tiffany Stratton, she has a, a defense. And gets Which, a pr pretty quick she, win over. She, we knew who was gonna win as I soon mean, as Kiana no. won the fight of four way last week. Yeah, that was amazing though. How that went from being like, "Here's the next contender for Tiffany Stratton's NXT Women's Championship," and then the second I saw Tiffany and Becky, yeah, at payback, it was mm -hmm. like, "Oh, Kiana, this is just a lame duck challenge." <laughs> well, let me let me ask you this then, Glenn, because this yeah. is what I was thinking. Now, this was quick and it was pretty decisive. We all knew how the outcome of this was going to be. Absolutely. So do you think it was good to just knock this out quick or should they have made it feel a little bit more competitive to give Kiana James a chance to shine a little bit? She, the only character development she got was trying to go into her handbag tonight. Um, I think there's a lot of story with her. And so I do think they rushed this a little bit because like the Becky thing is just, that's going to be ratings gold. It's going to be great for NXT. NXT's women's division, like it's, it's Becky's going to elevate it. I don't think she's going to hold that title for a long time, but maybe through Bakersfield, she will. Um, it'll get more eyeballs on the product. But Kiana James has a really good character, and if you remember with Fallon Henley, the whole thing about oh she's going to buy her parents' bar and tear it down and turn it into condos. Like NXT does really good old school storytelling, so I do feel like they could have gotten into something here with uh with kiana and maybe tiffany uh stratton's uh you know father or something i don't know i feel like there was a missed opportunity to just go a little deeper on that story yeah it's i feel like kiana james those people i like everything about what she brings to the table but there's a part Absolutely. of me that's like i don't understand why a business person is fighting in nxt 
You know what I mean? Times like, are I, tough, Jack. We're in a recession. They say we're not in a recession, so, but you know, it's off the We have a freaking professional dentist. <laughs> I don't know what they. <laughs> I mean, she's like, a... times are rough, Jack. Not everybody has it like you. You know, some of us need a sidekick. I mean, and this has been going on for decades. You know, under Reagan, <laughs> Big Boss Man couldn't cut it with his prison salary. IRS man. Yeah, I mean, but you know, specifically with her though, she's supposed to be a successful business. But, oh my God, that would have been amazing <laughs> though. Well, if, what are you if, trying to say? The Brubaker's a graphic dentist? No, but that would be amazing <laughs> actually if they done that storyline and Tiffany Stratton exposed like Kiana had like a podcast and like, and it was just like, you have an Etsy store. Like, why are you presenting yourself as this major businesswoman? Like, you know, you read a book. <laughs> You went like, to University of Phoenix for a class and couldn't even complete it. You sell keychains on Etsy. That's your <laughs> business. <laughs> Just because you you tweet out different inspirational quotes yes. doesn't mean you're a business owner. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like they could have done a little bit more with this to make it fun, and I think that. That's the problem with the Heritage Cup right now. It's like, I like uh, the metaphor and I like everything that's going on with that. But when they put a tournament like this smack dab in the middle of things, I do feel like that ate up some of the fun storytelling in tonight's episode. Like, right. it's great that we get these fantastic matches, but I watch NXT and I love NXT because it's a variety show, you well, know? Oh, absolutely. And and that's where, I mean, obviously, Tiffany Stratton, the champ, and, and Issa, I want your thoughts on this because uh, it looks like, of course, Next week, Becky Lynch is going to be taking on Tiffany Stratton. This is always interesting to me. Do you think that, why are they sending Becky Lynch back to NXT for this? Is it because they believe so much in Tiffany Stratton that they want to give her time to be in the ring with Becky Lynch? Or do you think that they feel like they need to do something to bring up Tiffany Stratton? I think it's a complete opposite. I think we're just trying to stall some time for Rhea and Becky. So send Becky to NXT, give her a little run down there, and then we'll get to Rhea and Becky during the hot season of wrestling. That's what I think. I think this has nothing to do with Tiffany. Um, I think I talked to you last week about how I felt that Tiffany, I'm a big fan of Tiffany, and I love what she was doing. I think she's better chasing. I don't think they have done her any favors as champion. Um, I think they put her against Tia and that feud ended up helping Tia a lot more than it helped Tiffany. It made Tia lovable and they're trying to, they're even trying to reverse that with Tia Hale right now in the world they, that they're booking her. Um, I think that, I think that we're just starting to stall some, stall some time with Becky. That's what I really think we're doing mm. here. I don't think it has nothing to do with Tiffany. I think Tiffany will be chasing. I think this will be a storyline. But I think I think that we're just going to try to get Becky back to hot. And you can't put her in the title picture right now because she's not beating Rhea. You can't take the title of the hottest thing on Raw. So put her somewhere else for now. Man, she could well, do so much, though, in NXT. I'm thinking she could throw some shade at Gigi Dolan for the, the same hair color. Um, she could have an amazing. She, it's I, gonna be a fun. Like Becky yeah. makes everything work. If Becky wins this title, she's gonna make sure it works. And the women, excuse me, the women's division NXT right now needs to be elevated because it's felt all over the place ever since yeah, the Roxanne. The Roxanne win, which I agree with, but then they took the belt off of her immediately. Then it went to Indy. Then the Stephanie Reign is not working. They need to like center it because that title used to be probably the most prestigious in women's wrestling in all the federations. And mm -hmm. right now. For the last few months, it's felt a little all over the place. Let's bring it back together. Yeah, Roxanne yeah. and Becky will be great. Mm -hmm. I want Thea, though, to win that title off Becky. I think tonight we're seeing Thea get closer and closer to being a credible women's champ. Is Glenn, I've always felt, at least I think, because I'm a big fan of Tiffany Stratton, but I do feel like, and I talked about this uh, last time I was on with Issa, 
I feel like Tiffany Stratton is finding herself in a situation where she just doesn't have a lot of face opponents that she can go mm. against that yeah. feel credible. Because obviously, Roxanne Perez, but I think they're like, let's keep her away for a little bit. Thea Hale, I think, is kind of in the same spot. But after that, it the pool gets a little shallow as far as heated up, ready to go faces. I mean, Gigi will probably get there, but she's kind of coming off of... She was losses, for like but... two weeks. She was a baby face. Yeah, and so I... I, I kind of feel like that's why Becky's coming to NXT is I don't know yeah. if Tiffany really has a lot of people to work with. Hmm. No, I think it'll be good to just give us some new fresh matchups. Um, it'll give us a bit of a soft reset of the women's division. I think since Mandy Rose, they haven't really had a cohesive plan. It's been like nine months now, but they haven't really, it hasn't felt like there's been a logical momentum. And then they had Sol Ruka get injured. They had uh, Nikita Lyons get injured. Like, they've had a lot of people that... Yeah, the injuries really hurt them. Yeah. Because there were I mean... some people in there that we all agree were on the path to becoming champion. We are here, so... Yeah. Yeah, so I think this is going to be good. I think it's going to be good for NXT. I think it's going to be good for Becky. I think that she's got a great devoted fan base that she will... Probably her fan base, and given her journey in NXT... Her regular presence will do a lot to bring back some lapsed NXT fans. And I think the brand could really use that right now. And I think you see when they send some of these people down, like Seth Rollins, I don't remember the actual numbers, but it was like 300,000 extra mm -hmm. people tuned in when he came through. So this will be good for everybody. And, and I just want to be clear, too, just for everyone listening. I'm not saying that NXT doesn't have the talent. I just... No, no, the, no. The faces no, just aren't no. heated up and ready right now. Like uh, Valkyria is great. We'll talk about her in a second, but... She hasn't really, she's off coming off losses. So she's not like a threatening. No, no, no. Right but I'll tell you though, man, um, Tiffany Stratton being at payback and getting that little moment, I think she's getting a serious look. And I think that it's actually really good timing for her that Carmella is out right now because mm -hmm. I could see Vince looking at Tiffany Stratton and being like, I know how to book this character. I know what yeah. to do with this character. Like we can put her on TV tomorrow. I have a feeling that if this was back in the Attitude Era, she would be paired up with Vince McMahon, and <laughs> she would be—he would be the—and the yeah, you know, he'd be calling that, her daddy, and, and it'd be yeah. like, Vince, you're not her father. He's like, she doesn't mean it that way, <laughs> right? Right, and it would, but it would, but that is actually a pairing that I think would work great because she would, everyone would hate her because he would give her everything she wants. And... They should still do it with his mustache, right? Get the heat. <laughs> it'd be better with the mustache, yeah, it'll be, right? like twirling the mustache all the time. Yeah, it'd be good. <laughs> like an evil, like tied tied a damsel to the train villain like twirling the mustache yeah <laughs> uh so um we move on and we get to diamond mine who are back and they're throwing a party for everyone in the tag team division and we see uh, a lot of folks there lucian and bronco uh they make a big statement as well as i don't know if they're still called los lotharios but they made a statement as well isa this they're segment... called los lobos locos did they, they that... actually name them that no, Glenn, oh, I, I seriously. Because <laughs> we said last week, like that was like what they're going to be called after their dream and the wolf scar. That <laughs> that was the most disappointed I've ever heard, Issa, in my life. By the way, I've never, did you I've see never... Jack? Wait, did you see the like dream, the waking up from the dream, and they had the same dream last week? That was amazing. Yes, you know what I love about NXT in general is that they are not afraid to try things. They will Absolutely. try. The craziest things. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I love that they just tried this. Yeah. I'm going to mute Most a little bit because I got a party show. outside. Um, but yeah, this NXT tag party tonight of the tag teams. 
Um, you know. Did we'll you notice that Los Lobos Locos told uh told Tony? Wait, what is their name? What what is their name? What does that mean? I missed this. Los Lobos. Los Lobos Locos means the crazy wolves. They would be Los Lobos, but there's a band, a very popular band by that name. Why? That sounds like for some reason something Eddie Thorpe would be a part of. No, because they got the the werewolf scratch on their chest during the dream sequence. Doesn't Eddie Thorpe have a werewolf thing too? Stop trying to make Eddie Thorpe happen. He's not going to happen. I I could swear he has. (laughs) I'm like Mean Girls. I could swear he's fetch. Speaking of stop dogs, stop, got- <laughs> anyway, they told Tony D'Angelo and and Stacks that they were gonna claw their eye out, and I popped good because I was like, "Oh, we're sticking with this werewolf story." <laughs> Speaking of the werewolf stalking, you coming through just on time. Uh, but who is the? Uh, so, Wait, yeah. So- what happened to Apollo's journal? Why don't we get Apollo Cruz writing in his what journal anymore? Did he get called up? I want Apollo's journal released as something you buy and like you can actually read. <laughs> like I want to read the story of Apollo Cruz. I just... want Apollo to text Braun because yeah. they had a thing. They had a thing. I want Apollo to text Braun and just be like, and Braun be like, who is new number? Who's this? You know, yeah, like, yeah. or I deleted your number. I don't know who this is and continue that love story. No, you're going through uh, the Apollo journal and there's a recipe for those scrambled eggs he was eating that time. There's all these sketches of Braun, you know. <laughs> Fish. There's yeah. a sketch of the fish that they caught yes. on their fishing date. <laughs> what if it's all like? What if it looks like a, like a a teen girl's journal where it's like hearts around people's names and like his Mr. name, Apollo, that Mr. Apollo, Mr. you know, A C hearts, a B B. Yeah, he's got like he's got his glitter and stickers and things like that. It's like, um, but out of this, uh, let me ask you, Glenn, a hot take or, or hot. Yeah, hot take here. Of all the tag teams in this segment, who came out looking the best? Still the family, man. Tony D and Sex. Issa, besides the family, who came out looking the best? Tony D and Sex. (laughs) (laughs) I like how she treats you like you're the substitute teacher, Jack. She's got that same energy. The answer is schism because they were too cool to go. Oh, yeah. Uh, What's up with schism? Joe Gacy had that cryptic tweet the other day. You see that? I didn't see the tweet. What was the tweet? Aren't you the one that's like close to him because you guys look alike a little? We might, we have kind of the same last name, but. Uh, yeah, so maybe you should like reach out. Just no, be like, hey, can. I'm oh, your yeah. long lost brother. You're not anything like Gacy. No, his shoe, it's a, it's like, a, his shoe last name is Ruby, which is the anglicized version of Rubenstein. They're related, so. Jack. They're related. We have a little, so he tweeted out yesterday morning, everything okay. is fine. At what time? 9 a.m. Everything is fine. Maybe he just woke up from a werewolf dream. Nothing oh, is fine at 9 a.m. on a weekday. Um, speaking of werewolf dreams, Kelvin Alexander with the Super Chat Damn. says, Issa needs to stop hating on Eddie Thorpe. Hate Issa, is a strong word. Hate def- is a strong word. We only use that your, for Jay Uso. Defend your anti-Eddie Thorpe agenda. I don't have to defend it. Just watch the show. <laughs> Let's see. This is this is. I, I'm. I want you to explain why you are always trying to put down Eddie Thorpe. I don't need to defend it. I just watch the show. He doesn't capture my attention. He's just there doing weird shit. He doesn't even cast the spells right in the forest. I can tell you about that. What is he doing wrong with his spells? He's not doing them right, Jack. How is the right way to cast a spell? No, no, I'm, you, I'm, have you ever cast I'm, a spell, Jack? I'm serious. I need to know. This is what. Have you ever about. cast a spell? 
No, but I've seen many people try in pro wrestling, some more successful than others. I think Undertaker's lightning spell, probably oh, the, the most best. effective. That a, yeah, that's definitely the most effective. <laughs> but, but yeah, he just doesn't hit for me. I don't understand. I think he has, I don't, I, he doesn't capture me yet. I'm not sure who he is. He's one of those people that come out every week and I'm like, oh, who is this guy? <laughs> and that's never a good thing. I watch every week. So for me to never remember him, there's something that's missing there. Hmm. Um, baby ice wondering if the Jack Issa feud is back on. No, we are friends. Of course, not. Like... he's not gonna say the feud is back on because I was talking about spells. Now he's gonna be afraid. I'm gonna go make a little voodoo doll on him when we're done here. That's my secret, Issa. I'm always afraid. <laughs> <laughs> wait, uh, do you? Wait, I'm sorry. Do you feel for your life while you're here at work at wrestling? I am scared for my life. <laughs> <laughs> your safety your life <laughs> after consulting with my lawyers i am scared for my life <laughs> yes. uh Ilya dragunov versus oro mensa tonight with Ilya getting his window yeah back. this is this yeah. glenn telling us it's time to move on yes well yeah so oro mensa and dragunov they have their match and i thought oro mensa actually did pretty well in this one up until of course dragunov got the win as we expected post-match glenn i think is where the real story happens Wesley comes out, mm, says he yes. wants a title shot. Uh, Carmelo Hayes says, you guys are going to have a match, and then I'll fight the winner. Pretty classic stuff. But um, my question to you is, one, what are your thoughts on Oro Mensa and how he did here? And do you want to see another Dragunov and or Wesley match versus Carmelo? I think the metaphor is incredibly entertaining, um, and I love watching everything they're involved with. And I think Oro is a great addition to the crew. Um, that being said, I, th I, you know, I know they have big plans for Carmelo Hayes. I think he's going to get called up sooner, sooner rather than later. I, I would like to see Wesley win that championship. And I think that he's one of the most credible contenders in all of NXT, which is saying something. You want to see Wesley win it before Dragunov. Mm, I, Dragunov, Dragunov reminds me of a lot of other wrestlers. Who? Who? Tyler Bate. No, how a lot even do Tyler Bate? First of all, he doesn't even have half of one of Tyler legs. Like, let's just yeah. I think I mean, okay. There's there's there is a thing. Yeah. There you know there is a thing with this like vaguely European like great technical wrestler shtick. No. I feel like he's there's not a lot of that. Vaguely European. I mean, he's about <laughs> as European. Very clearly European. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, gotta I don't know if you get more European than Dragon. <laughs> I hated this segment. Wesley needs to relax. Like he just had a shot, he lost. Like go back in the back of the line. That's how it works. And then Carmelo Hayes bringing him out and giving him this opportunity. Of course, you would rather fight Wesley because you just beat him. I'm not stupid. I see what you're doing. Smart of you, but it makes no sense that Wesley is in this situation. It should have gone to Dragonoff. I like Wesley a lot, but I would rather see Dragonoff win it before Wesley. Well, well, Kelvin brings up a point I want to talk about. Hey, Kelvin, look at that. that's Anderson, a beautiful super chat. Wesley is getting annoying now, and and he said, "I want to send this to you, Wesley. I'm a big fan. I actually really like Wesley. Uh, but is it just me, or is he getting kind of whiny lately? Yeah, mm. he is. Like, and when he was standing outside with Carmelo, it looked like a, it looked like a." before and after jackpot winner or something like a lottery winner before he won the lottery and after because Melo looks so like stacked up and all that he's just sitting there in his little Pepto-Bismol color hoodie like oh. no 
<laughs> no, he. I don't like it. You lost your opportunity. You had an opportunity. You lost it, and you need to fight your way back. And Dragunov has been screaming backstage, "Hey, I'm up next." You know what I mean? I'm up mm. next. And I didn't like the way that Wesley came off tonight. And and I think I I thought they were doing a lot for Wesley recently, but I don't know that they did a lot for him tonight. Oh, Nathan Frazier too. He also wrestled. Nathan Frazier's in my Tyler Bate dragging off like vaguely European. Nobody is on Tyler Bates level, not with those legs. They need to go to the gym. Okay, yeah. You've you've lost me throwing Nathan Frazier. Okay, if I put a line up, no names underneath. You could probably pick Dragonoff. Just look at the quads. Just look at the quads and you know what Tyler Bate is. uh, Face face photos. (laughs) Like Tyler Bate and Nathan Frazier. Like you probably have a little bit of a little bit of trouble. Could you imagine? Is he European? Yeah, he is. He's from Jersey. Oh, I didn't even um, know. Wait, you say he's from Jersey? He's from Jersey. Not New Jersey. The, the original, original Jersey. Jersey. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> but it would be funny. You line him up and you're like, okay, which one of these is Tyler Bate? And you're like, forget your faces. Could you pull your short short uh, pant leg up? I gotta, <laughs> Let me I gotta, look at those squads, I gotta, baby. I got to see, I, I see way, those thighs. But by <laughs> the way, this isn't just limited to the blonde men in NXT. Like, there's also, like, the Dijaks of the world. Like, there's a lot of dudes. Dijak has, like, oh, no, uh, NXT. Oh, yeah. Dijak and Doug Hudson in a lineup. Yes, so exactly. Without their wrestling gimmick, and okay. they're, like, the same height and the same Here's guy. Here's the thing. There are five <laughs> male wrestlers in NXT but they're really spread over the course of like 25 wrestlers. There's five distinct male wrestlers in NXT, you know, uh, for a lot of them. I'm not counting uh, the the champions, but I'm saying that like on the, the mid card, yeah, Dom, there's only one dirty, there's Dom, only one you. dirty Dom. Yes. But I'm saying on the mid card, there's a lot of mid card guys that I get confused. So I got to ask you about this because you're rooting for Wesley, but why is it Glenn? Why is Dragunov? harassing trick williams in the back here like trick had nothing to he's like hey by the way i want to go off my own don't want to be carmelo hayes is like sidekick and dragon house why don't you tell your friend and like trick's like what well, i'm not involved with this anymore why Look, are you respectfully i'd be harassing him backstage too if i was there I mean, yeah respectfully he's just, respectfully. He's just got a lot of anger he's got a lot of anger uh but no i think that i mean these are good wrestlers it's just the uh yeah, it's just gimmicks. I like. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Fairly defined gimmicks. Big on that. I well, I think that's actually really important, though. I, that it is it is important to have. But you like Thorpe? I like, I like Eddie Thorpe. Thorpe. I, like I think Eddie he has Thorpe. a little too much going. On. I think they could drop the DJ. You just said I like a defined gimmick, and you said you like Eddie Thorpe. Like that means. Well, who else is the DJ? Him. Who else is the DJ in NXT? Isa? He's also a werewolf that casts spells in the forest. It makes no sense what he's doing. Well, speaking of, I mean, it's not, speaking of Eddie Thorpe, though, Malik Black does have a super chat saying. Eddie versus Jack at No Mercy NXT Underground match. Love the Underground match. You want to see that? Yes. Would you be interested in them doing it again, going back to the true raw underground With the style? dancing chicks and Shane McMahon. Gotta I have don't Shane. Want it. I don't want it. Shane's not there. I don't want it. I'm telling you, like all jokes aside, if they just leaned into that, you could give Underground its own show and make it oh, like yeah, Lucha, Lucha <laughs> Underground and just make it ridiculous and over the top. I'd be so on board for that. Maybe all CM day. Punk can show up. CM Punk could be there. He'll be just. It'll be all the matches will happen in gorilla position. <laughs> 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 that, that's just where it'll take place. Damn. Well, Nathan Frazier uh, beat Duke Hudson in a Group mm-hmm. B match for the Global Heritage. See, that's the thing, man. Duke Hudson like literally put a leather jacket on him and he's Dijak. Yeah. Duke Hudson, except for educated, because he goes to Chase. It's it's so weird with Duke Hudson. He started off as like the bad guy in Chase. He was the poker guy, and he was supposed to. I thought we were all waiting for him to turn, and then he never did. And now he's just sort of another person in Chase. You no wait, he was the poker guy, right? He played poker, and then he got his head shaved, and then he went to Chase. You like he's been through it before. But that's I, he's because when he first started, we were all like, okay, he's just he's got some scheme in, in mind and he's going to take advantage of these guys, but it never happened. And now no. I feel like he sort of lost what made him special in this the um, poker, the poker room, the, the poker room. Uh, Nathan Frazier, Duke Hudson, Duke Hudson pretty much dominates until the end when Nathan Frazier gets a much needed win. Glenn, what are your thoughts on the Heritage Cup tournament? Um, this is dragging on a little too long. We don't need the two matches in the weird point system. Like this, this could be a little more expedient. I love it. I totally really? love this. Yes, I'm so into it because I feel like every match matters. You get a bunch of Does matches it? that otherwise wouldn't matter. That matter. Like if they just had Duke Hudson versus Nathan Frazier as a match, I don't care. But now that it's part of this, I'm like, well, this. Matters. I didn't care being a part of this. Yeah. Will anyone aside from Noam Dar ever truly be the Heritage Cup champion? Oh well, he is the champion. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, like, so it's kind of it's it's a moot point. Like there's certain like there's certain people. It's like certain titles. Even when it changes hands, you're just like, yeah, but that's still like their title. That's Noam Dar for sure. But yeah. for me, I think this is fun. I'm really enjoying it, and I just I feel like it is silly though that you have a Heritage Cup tournament 
but they're not doing Heritage Cup rules. I feel like that defeats oh, the whole purpose. Got, no. that's, like, that's like saying we're going to figure out who's going to the Super Bowl with a tournament of baseball games. Like, what are we doing? That's not even that's not even what you're going to be doing when you get to the finals. And they should be Heritage Cup rules. Mm. It doesn't bother really? me that much. I just want it to be over with. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, so Nathan Frazier gets the win there. Uh, Tyler Bate and uh, or should I say no? I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the other Heritage Cup. Let's just knock these out. Butch versus Axiom starts oh with God. a slap. That was and a rip Continues off. to slap. Ends in a draw. Issa, you don't like the draw. No, I don't. You're gonna make me watch this for 12 minutes and have no winner. It's worse than soccer. <laughs> the most popular game <laughs> on Issa, planet football. Earth. By the way, it's not. Well, it's this, football in, in, in my country, not where you guys are from. And this, so you're saying this is like the most popular sport in the entire world? I'm saying it's pointless and nothing should end on a draw. I need a winner or a loser is what I'm saying, Jack. Stop trying to twist my words. But that's, Ax- what, ma- that's what makes this tournament great is because now the ter- the point system makes it so now they are in an interesting situation. Yeah, there's a, Jack, Jack, stop trying to make the tournament happen. It's and not going to happen. This is the most oh. AEW shit NXT oh, has done in a long time. It <laughs> is happening. It's like the Bound for Glory series. I love Bound for Glory series too. That's right. I got it. Impact TNA reference. Um, so... You don't like the fact that Axiom kicked out of the bitter end? I like Axiom, but it, this is this is wrestling. There should always be a winner and loser. There's plenty of times when there's not a real winner or loser. I know, but a draw, though? A draw? I don't know. I don't in know, this, man. In this case, I like it because it actually will affect matches and things going okay. forward. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's why they have the rule. If there wasn't a draw, the rules make no sense. The, the rules kind of told you there was going to be a draw. The way it was uh, set up. No, I do. Not, I, I think people are misunderstanding what I'm saying. I'm not saying boo soccer. I'm saying we call it soccer. We don't call it football. I didn't even know anything NFL related until I moved from the from the island into the United States. We don't follow like NFL or like American football here. We only play, follow like soccer. You can't play American football in Puerto Rico with that humidity. No, <laughs> no but we never like I never knew anything about football outside of the Super Bowl and the halftime show because everybody's watching it, right? But we I didn't know the teams. I didn't know nothing. Mm-hmm. Until I moved to the States, it's not like, first of all, our sports choice will forever be baseball. So, yeah, sure. Puerto Rico is part of the United States, but we are born and raised in a complete different way that you would be if you're born, like if you're in the States. And we don't we don't know shit about football. Sorry, not sorry, mm. but we know about soccer. So that's what I meant when you call, when you call it football. I call it soccer. It's not the same. It's not the same thing, because if you say football in the States, people automatically think NFL and that shit is not football. Um, Kelvin. In the chat, real Kelvin in the chat, real quick says Jack is a tournament guy. Obviously, I love tournaments. I will say they can get overdone and sometimes they become pointless, but in general, I love tournaments. I feel like you just get a bunch, it makes a bunch of matches that otherwise would be uninteresting. Interesting. Mm. Um, I should say though, I want to talk about um, Dom Mysterio. Yeah, I want to talk about Dom Mysterio. The greatest of all time, the legend, the street. He is the. He's ripping out pages of the rule book, you know, which somebody always tell Good. creative people to Good. do. Just take the rule book and throw it out. And that's what he does. Him and Carmelo Hayes also share a moment of being champions together. You know, they, uh, they how hard it is to be champ. But we get to Carmelo Ali. Hayes was wishing he could be on that level of street. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, don't we all? 
Uh, but Ali and Dragon Lee, they have a very fast-paced, fun match. And Dragon Lee's about to get the win, but he complains about a slow count. Ali rolls up Dragon Lee. He gets a fast count win, but Mustafa Ali still punches Dom in the mouth. Uh, this was a... Glenn, explain this match to me. Am I supposed to assume that Dom wants Ali to be the contender? This This was kind of confusing to me. Yeah, I don't think I actually didn't get the impression watching it that he was using his referee position unfairly. It seemed like Dom originally the idea is he's going to do something or cheat or make this really tough. And then he even he was surprised by that quick roll up and was like, oh, shit, it's over. It, 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 it did seem like a bit of a wasteful opportunity to have him grandstand a bit more. Um, yeah, I just it, it felt Issa all love for Dom aside. It felt a little bit like. He didn't really do a whole lot no. as the referee here. He did a better job than John Cena. I mean, I didn't even see John Cena as the referee. So, I mean, I get that. But, I mean, I just I didn't. Did you expect him to, to be a little bit more nefarious to do a little bit more in this as opposed no, to no what else do you expect from dominic like did you see everything that he did a payback this guy is the mvp cut him a break he came in and did his job he needs he needs a day off and uh kelvin with the super chat saying dirty dom greater than Roman." i i didn't understand i will say to your point i didn't understand why he's speaking sides here like what makes you want to face ali over dragon lee like i didn't think there was ever an explanation as to why he did the fast count on one side over the other you know what i mean yeah like i you would have think he would have screwed them both and then still heal it up and said oh i guess there's a number one contender and walk away and then we go into next week but that's not what they did yeah, yeah, yeah it I, was, was weird i expected him to do a bit of the old um like not letting either of them win, so they keep beating each other up and taking it further and further, uh, right. so that one of them's worn out. But this really just felt kind of like on a win, he decided Ali was supposed to be the winner. Yeah, um, it was weird. I will say it was uh, it was refreshing to see him by himself. I do like him with mommy, mm. but he is the one in NXT, and, and I do think that it's kind of nice to see different sides, different aspects of the Judgment Day. I feel like we're, they're going to start playing with that. We already know that next week he's bar barred from ringside on Rhea's match. Mm. Then you have Damian and, and Finn being tag team champions, but Damian also had the briefcase and this JD new addition. Like, I like to see the dimensions of the Judgment Day. Now that you really have him on top, it feels that way. You need to start playing and showing us different sides of him. So seeing him by himself, as much as I love Rhea and I love them together, he is the one that's part of NXT. And I, I enjoy just seeing that. I, I will once say... in a while you have to make it fresh sorry Glenn because no, all that we see is them getting involved in each other's things and it's getting old so every once in a while even if it's for this you have to use them along in order for people to just not be over it I think in a way um, the part of the reason Judgment Day is better than the Bloodline is because all of the members are elevated and there's no clear look here's the problem with the Bloodline it's insane. There is no bloodline anymore, and I yeah. wish you would stop bringing it up because I feel like you're just trying to hurt my wound that is no, I mean, uh, Roman, still healing. Roman is clearly Justin Timberlake, but from there, you're kind of like trying to figure out who else is who in the bloodline. There but is nobody Day, else in the bloodline. He needs to walk away from them all and understand that he don't need them. Well, that's what JT did when he hooked yeah. up with the Neptunes and you know went solo, and he ain't returning Joey Fatone's calls. Good. What you're saying is Roman Reigns will be in Trolls 2 when it comes out. <laughs> 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 Making a soundtrack. Bye. 
so we got uh, we got Dabakato versus Tyler Bate. And my first thing here is because Issa, I know that you are an appreciator of the it's thigh not your guys. Fault. Once my... you pointed out, I cannot stop staring at his legs. I feel weird about it. Too. <laughs> I, I felt like I felt like Tyler Bate knew that we were going to be talking about it today, so he gave us a good old like squatting of Dabakato. Yeah, it did. like it, it was like it was extra. I will say, cheap plug, I do watch alongs. And like everybody in my chat was like, look at those squads. And I was like, I'm so glad I'm not alone with Jack on this. And we're all just admiring it. Yeah. <laughs> Certified thigh guy. That's what I call I'm, it. I'm doing leg day. Tomorrow was not supposed to be leg day. I'm doing leg day tomorrow right. just because of this match. <laughs> Uh, I absolutely loved, uh, love that moment. I love Tyler Bate, uh, but Glenn, I've got a, a sad question for you. Is Dabakato done? I mean, he In lost general? a clean one to Tyler Bate. I think hey. there will always be a place for him in WWE. Hmm, Just because fair. guys, men of that size, like they can always be booked as an attraction, you know? Point. I mean, think about it. Like there, there have been a lot of wrestlers that were that were larger men, and the wins and losses don't matter. Anytime they want to get carny with it and just be like, "Watch the small guy fight a huge guy. Watch these two huge guys fight each other." Like that's that's in their bag of tricks. Um, is uh, and and, and are you laughing at Jimmy being Chris Kirkpatrick because that made me very funny. <laughs> I, uh... Jace, JC, that you had the chat trying to figure out which one is the rest of the members of NSYNC. Oh my god, with the freaking uh with the old hair. I got I got I got my Chris Kirkpatrick uh Funko Pop here. Uh so I got my Jimmy Funko Pop. Um uh, you're not a real Chris Kirkpatrick fan unless you own like a Fu Mansquito t-shirt from a short-lived clothing line. <laughs> so Issa, we have another tag team. You have the uh the Roman Reigns and I have the uh Bob Ross and now we have the Roman Reigns and Chris Kirkpatrick. Yeah. Is Chris but Kirkpatrick all my, all, and... my, all my stuffed animals and Funkos are always Roman Reigns. Have you noticed that? It's getting weird. <laughs> but uh so yeah, I um I don't know why I I have a friend that gives me the most random I don't even have the full group. I just have Chris Kirkpatrick. Uh but uh the best Funko Pops that I own are the SNL uh Dick in a box kid ones. Mm, That's my most those. favorite yeah. Funko Pops ever. <laughs> I don't I yeah, my, my buddy got me. Well, I got um Carter also. I, Carter and Britney Spears and then Kirkpatrick are the only ones I got because my friend gives them to You're me. You're so rare. You're so weird, Jack. I'm sorry. Um, but in any case, uh speaking of music, uh Glenn, I got one for you here. Gulak, Dempsey, and Kemp, they're upset because their buddy got ready for it. Yoko Ono'd by Fallon Henley. She's breaking up the band, Glenn. What's the heck's up with this? Uh, you know, it's wrestling. There's only so many storylines they have. <laughs> it's, a, it's an old classic go-to. Yes, absolutely. Um, Issa, what's with Fallon Henley driving a wedge between these good friends? I don't know. I, there's like a lot of things in NXT that, haven't, that hasn't hit for me. This group is one of them. Maybe said maybe split them up is the right thing, but they need to uh, split them up the right way because the last time they tried to split them up, it also didn't work. Hmm. Um, I like them. I feel like there's always a good, uh, there's always a place for the like good, like good wrestling villains. You know, yeah, yeah. I, um, I think there's, there's a place for them. I, I like them. 
uh, as we dr- go through, we get to uh, a, an interesting chunk of the show, and that is hey. JC Jane and Thea Hale are just hanging out, minding their own business, Glenn, when Gigi Dolan, who I'm supposed to like, just butts in and starts wagging her fingers at him. And then this is the weirdest thing is then Blair Davenport shows up, says a few words, and then just like disappears into the shadows. It was weird. It was <laughs> like, we've got to get everyone in this segment. Um, this was good though. I like Thea hanging out with JC. I like that JC Jane's the bad influence. And I'm here for a Thea Hale like uh heel turn that's going to end in some weird after school special style way with her coming back to chase you and realizing the error of her ways. Like this is freaking storytelling people. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually really digging this. I feel like Issa, this has been really a great thing for JC Jane because this allows her to still be that mean girl and that bad influence. But now it makes her seem like a even worse person. Cause she is right. tainting the beloved, innocent, the beloved Thea innocent Thea Hale. Yeah. I yeah. think yeah. this could really work. I think it could go somewhere. And she's broken the curse. You She's can not JC see... Gennetti. <laughs> no. <laughs> and you can see Thea struggling with it, which is my favorite part of the story. You know, when she was coming out trying to still yeah. be chasing you, and she was like, no, don't do that. I, 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 I like it. I like it. I see. I want to see where it goes. If this was 25 years ago, they'd have JC trying to teach her how to smoke, like uh, have her like shoplifting things. Like they could have gone along. A wet seal. They would have gone to wet seal. They would have stole everything. Or Claire's, like stealing (laughs) earrings of Claire's. Yeah. Well, today, now she's got to get her vaping and uh, doing all this. I think they have a ton of like after school. Do not do this commercials during WW program like yes. program like do not yeah. vape. Just have JC Jane get Thea Hale to do all those things. Well, they, she uh, got her cutting class, so that you know, Chase you, you don't do that. So Kel- Kelvin in the chat saying, uh, "Evil Thea has been interesting." I think this yeah. is exactly what Thea Hale needed uh, to. I think she was very lovable already, but you always need to give them that little something extra to give her a little edge. I think this is perfect for her. I think this is perfect for JC Jane. I do feel like Gigi Dolan went from being really popular to sort really of being popular. The, the person that is taking L's for everybody. It's so weird. I mean, her, her baby face run all two weeks of it was fantastic. And it just, oh, two weeks. <laughs> but remember she was kind of those promos. Yeah. She was showing the house she grew up in. And then I think they just kept it going with JC too long. They didn't have like an intense, blow off to that um it's very weird but i think uh Gigi looked good tonight even in taking the l on this but thea with the camaro lock as her finisher like yeah i think thea is going to be nxt champion in the next year or so yeah i think uh yeah isa i don't know it's weird because it, during toxic attraction it felt like Gigi dolan was getting cheered mm-hmm. even as a mm-hmm. bad guy but people you, you could tell she was about ready to break out and i don't know yeah, Glenn, I think Glenn's right about the, the yeah. JC Jane thing going too long or something, but it feels like, yeah, during when she was still in Toxic Attraction, if you said she's going to get an NXT title shot, that yes, and she could win it. Yeah, right. Now I'm like, I don't know. She needs to. It do seemed like that was the plan. It seemed like they were setting her up for that. You know what the problem is? Is that JC Jane was not a good bad guy in the GG feud. Correct. Like, it just didn't hit. This with her being a corrupting influence on Thea Hale is so much more interesting. It and just I like feels that like she's idea. never branched out from toxic attraction. Like that's yeah. her that's her identity. Where with JCJ now we are t- starting to see a different layer to her. I don't know that I seen a different layer to Gigi and this weird the JCJ field didn't hit the way that I thought it would. It and- would actually be funny if JC tries to get like Wendy Chu and some other NXT 
baby faces and tries to form like a pink ladies style, like bad girl <laughs> gang. The, but it's all like very awkward. But I think, and, and I think what's great, I, I got to give JCJ and her flowers here because I think her being so subtle has been great too. She's not like a maniacal evil person. No, no, she's, no. She's very, like, she seems cool. Like you could imagine a young person being like, oh, this cool person wants me to hang out with them. I want to be like them. They're cool. It feels, it feels legit. It doesn't feel like a over the top rendition of what a cool person would look like. I just feel like they're so limited in what they can do. You know, because again with Thea, she's cutting class. It's not like JC's like, I'm 21. I'll buy us some wine coolers. Like, there, it's 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 like very. It has to be box wine. Yeah, it's like very PG level hooliganism. Um, you know, like like, hey, can I interest you in some illegal fireworks? You know, yeah. it's, <laughs> like it's too toned yeah. down. They need to go further with this. Uh, there was a moment, uh, by the way, real quick, uh, Kelvin with the super chat shout out says, uh, I missed the conversation at the beginning of the show. Kiana James lost, but she seems like a more natural heel than Tiffany to me. Uh, yeah, we had a bit of a conversation about Tiffany's, uh, run as champion. I will say she had a quick backstage promo and yeah. one of the things that just tickled me. Oh, that me. was fierce against Yeah, Becky. it was great. It, it was, but I'll be honest, the whole time I was looking at the sign behind her that said no weapons allowed. And I thought, how dangerous has the NXT locker room gotten where they had to put signs that say no weapons allowed? I think they put them up after the happenings with CM Punk in every backstage area. <laughs> yes. And I can't imagine like a villain with a kendo stick being like, I'm going to go attack Braun. Bra oh, I can't bring a weapon. Oh. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and you should have Braun Breaker be like, well, I guess I have to get out of here because these fists are registered as deadly weapons <laughs> in 14 states. Okay, yeah. bye. Bye. They would say something like that, too. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, and then, yeah, as they're pointing on the chat, like, uh, it was interesting. Uh, Blair Davenport, like, interfering and helping Thea. Oh, but Malik Black pointing out, yes, yeah, Stevie Turner. Someone with, I think, a ton of potential returned on Level Up this past Friday. So she's back. Yeah. I'm a huge Stevie Turner fan. She's amazing. Yeah, I'm really glad she's back. Hopefully they, they could plug. Uh, hopefully, because they need some good faces. So hopefully they plug her in as a face and they start letting her do her thing. Um, but speaking of, we had Valkyria talking to Kehlani Jordan. And Dana Brooke doesn't like Valkyria <laughs> filling Kehlani Jordan's head up with these crazy ideas, Issa. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't pay attention to that, so I'll go to Glenn because he seems to enjoy this. I went and took an ibuprofen during this because my eyes have <laughs> been hurting a little bit, but I heard the gist of it. I want Dana I heard to get... Dana, but I hate Dana Brooke's part. I didn't hear the beginning. Yeah, I, I want Dana, Dana to get part. something of substance. It's just unfortunate. Actually, that's what would be funny. Chase, you should bring in Dana Brooke to Thea to be like scared straight and be like, let me tell you where this life leads. <laughs> right to what? wrestling on main event. Not in the main event of Raw, on main event of Raw. Why would she be the... Uh... Well, you know what? You want to end up like me? Yeah, because she was a heel. And then she's like, give me your shoes. Give me your shoes. Like, just, yeah, it'd be great. You know? Uh, I do... I like the idea of Dana Brooke becoming sort of the um, paranoid veteran that is worried about people talking to the one person that looks up to her and <laughs> wanting to cut them off before they feel like 
don't let her don't let Kaylani Jordan realize that I'm yeah. I've, I'm not a champion. Yeah. yeah, don't don't let her watch any of my matches. <laughs> right. This, this is all I have, Valkyria. Stay away. Yeah, like they have times where they're hanging out and Kalani's like, hey, why don't we put on Peacock and see some of the WWE content? And Dana's like, ooh, law and order. I've been meaning to check out that show for the last 30 years. Let's watch that instead. You know? <laughs> yeah, she's just like, Yeah, let's not do any tape studies. No tape. Yeah. But did I tell you about that time that I won the Royal Rumble? No. <laughs> um, we get to the end of the show here, and it's Von Wagner versus Braun Breaker. Corbin's uh, at commentary the whole time, wearing <laughs> just an awesome duck hat. I don't, I don't know what the duck hat was for, but I loved it. I don't know. Uh, it's a train wreck of a match, and Wagner is beating the poop emoji out of Braun Breaker. Uh, but then Braun Breaker hits a low blow and beats Wagner. Afterwards, Braun Breaker takes a chair to Wagner and then murders him. Issa, is Braun Breaker a murderer? 1,000%. 1,000%. That was the weirdest way to go off the air. So strange. This was the weirdest match because I actually, for once, like felt that Bond deserved that win. And I know you got to heal it up for Braun Breaker here, right? But... My God, Von Wagner fought for that win. And then it just seems like he went down so easily. Um, I thought Corbin was great on commentary. At one point, they're coming at the table. And he's like telling Vic, he's like, don't be scared, Vic. They're not going to do anything. <laughs> like, you know, somebody's going through the table. Uh, I think that Corbin has mastered the, you mentioned the hat. The mm -hmm. entire look, he's mastered that. I'm cool, chill, casual, but I have a shit ton of money look. Like he mastered yeah. it tonight. Like that's mm -hmm. exactly what he looked like. Uh, but I felt I felt bad for Vaughn because I really did think that Vaughn earned this win. But the way Cliffhanger to go off the air, I mean, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Yeah, Glenn, this was, I felt, I, to Issa's point, it felt like Vaughn Wagner was just beating the crap out of Braun Breaker and then like two quick moves and yeah. Braun was the winner. Um, I wanted you to talk about that, but also the end, I thought was the idea was great. Felt a little Kai and Ty for those who've been watching wrestling too long. Uh, Val Venus there. We're going to find out it was cold and that's what saved Von Wagner. Uh, but I felt like it hung a little too long after it cut to black. Yeah. And the going through yeah. the, the wall, a little too Looney Tunes. Like you should have seen the outline of Braun. That's all that was missing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually would have popped for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the outline. <laughs> yeah. But look, Braun's been in NXT too long. Um, I think this was good, but with Von Wagner, like Von getting a decisive win, and this is how you write Braun off NXT would have been good, but I, I don't think they're ready to call him up yet. So I don't know. Like uh, this was a brutal match. It was a memorable match, but yeah, match. I don't know where either of these guys are going right now. The longer that Braun stays in NXT, the blacker his beard gets. Have it's you true. noticed that? Yeah. Uh, Malik Black, by the way, gets a shout out for being patient with the super chat. Says, My boy Von Wagner is dead. Rest in peace. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> I mean, what do you, how do you, like, how do you follow this up next week, right? Like, he's got to be dead, right? Oh, like, that would be amazing if that was how they started it with the funeral and he pops out of the casket. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> They need to do that. That would be like, incredible. Like, like Frankenstein. That, no, or it's like Jason, where they get Jason back to the morgue. No, and then know, they're like, I'm oh, not... they get out the bone saw. And then oh it all of a sudden he yes. sits up. Yes. <laughs> and he grabs them. The, like he like destroys them. That's how you do it. 
at one point, Booker T on commentary was like, Bob Wagner, all he's ever experienced in life is rejection. And I'm like, you need to relax. But now that you yeah, say book, that, they need, book, to do, they need to do a funeral and nobody shows up because that's all he's experienced in life. Booker <laughs> was a little looser tonight to the point where a there little? was a little like... <laughs> Booker's normally just kind of swinging, but tonight I felt this was like Booker like self-parody. Um, yeah. It was very entertaining, but it was barely coherent at times. Oh what my he was god, it was so funny when he was like, "Oh, he's never experienced his rejection," <laughs> and I'm like, "Yo, <laughs> what is wrong with you?" <laughs> oh. uh, I, I will say, I'm looking forward to these guys probably running it back. Probably a three way with Baron Corbin uh, at No Mercy. Um, Big meaty man slapping me. Which I hope Baron Corbin wins that one. He needs to start getting some wins. Wait a couple days. But uh, but that really covers the show. We we hit all the points, I think. Everyone in the chat, let me know what you thought of the show overall. But before we go, uh, of course, we got to go through here. Uh, <laughs> Kelvin, super chat. Von Wagner returns as the Yeti next week. Yeti Nation, no! what's up? <laughs> what if, oh my goodness, and then we get him and Jack and they put Braun in a big hug at the same time stop, like they did with uh, Hogan. That's hilarious. Um, uh, it's almost time for Halloween. It could work. Uh, and yeah. Malik Black says, oh, sorry, uh, Baron Corbin popped so hard for Braun. He Kill was him. killing it on commentary. If you caught his little jabs here and there, if, but if you caught from the camera angle, the way that he was like popping and like going crazy for some of the spots, he was great. Yeah. He has a career in commentary, but he can talk. He can talk, bro. Baron Corbin is one of the coolest people I ever talked to. And I wish that we just get rid of the gimmicks and let him be himself because he's literally one of the coolest people out there. And tonight, this is the most legitimate Baron Corbin that I think we experienced in mm. years. <laughs> yeah. No, it was fun. But I think look, the big news is that Becky Lynch is coming back to NXT. I can't wait for next yeah. week. Next week is going to be a big one. Uh, Glenn, let me know your overall thoughts of the show and where can the world find John Line? And uh, not to you know show your cards but you got a little podcast you're working on oh that's right um well first off you can find me at glenn rubenstein final thoughts on nxt becky lynch coming back this tournament this heritage tournament has got to end i want more wacky variety Thanks. segments um but yes uh the people have requested it for years and matt morgan raj giri and i are doing a brand new podcast called gigantic pop the first episode debuted this past sunday we're doing every week episode Two is going to be about the movie, The Goonies, and us talking about being kids in the 80s. And uh, the whole theme of the podcast is that it's Matt, Raj, and I talking about the gigantic pop culture moments in our lives, how we view them then, how we view them now. And of course, because it's me, we're going to go crazy off topic and just hang out each week. So uh, Gigantic Pop, please subscribe on YouTube, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. The Goonies, I watched that again a while back, and I got to tell you, I realized 99% of the time I've seen it, I've caught it halfway through on TV, because when I saw the beginning with them in prison, I won't say anymore because I'll let you guys talk about it, but I was like, they're in prison? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I didn't a crazy even, film. I, I was like, oh, yeah, all this stuff. I forgot about this. It I is an amazing like movie, and Raj Geary has never seen it. He didn't watch oh. it when it first came out, Like, so this is going to be big. It'll be interesting because he's an 80s movie buff. So that'll be fun to see what he has to say. Everyone has to check out Gigantic Pop. Issa, how about yourself? What did you think of the show? And where could the world find you online? 
I'm over the Heritage Cup stuff. Like, I just can't get into it. The tournament, like, I'm trying to get into the matches, and I have a hard time with that just because the rules are still hard to understand. So the tournament is not doing it for me. I like the closer. I thought that they put on a banger, and I like the cliffhanger. Uh, and I can't wait to see what, what happens with Becky Lynch. Like, I think yeah. people are going to tune in. It's exciting. Uh, people can find me at NYC Demon Diva on all socials here on YouTube. I do watch alongs of pretty much every show. Glenn, you'll be proud of me. I am about to revisit Child's Play 2. Spooky Season. Ooh. I know I know. Jack Farmer said it's almost here. Spooky Season starts for me. I'm a horror head. It starts for me as soon as September 1st hit. So I'm revisiting a couple of horror movies for some rankings that I'm going to be doing on my YouTube channel. And I'm on Child's Play. Then I'm going to move on to Saw because we have a new Saw coming out. But I watched uh, the first Child's Play yesterday. And my favorite out of the whole series is Child's Play 2. So I'm super excited. Have you run the whole series through the Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, and the recent ones I, that came out? Uh, I haven't done a rewatch of it like all in a row. That's what I'm doing now. Yeah, but there's some great callbacks to the earlier films in the later ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. Like, I watch them sporadically. I'm excited mm -hmm. to watch them, like, every day. Like, one, I'm watching one every day just so that I can still, nice. like, understand the references because, like, I wasn't a big fan of, like, Cult of Shucky, but they do such a good job with the callbacks and certain things. Uh, maybe this time, after giving it some time without seeing it, I'll like mm -hmm. it. But Child's Play 2 is my favorite, and that's my next one, so I'm uh, hyped. Nice. That's what I'm watching after we get done here. And Jack, what do you got going on? What, what was real quick? What was the Chucky that was being promoted when he was on WCW? Was that Bride of Chucky? Yeah, probably. Yeah, oh, yeah. Probably. He had the he had the stitches and that all that. That's right. Get over it. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I want to thank everyone who joined us today. I want to thank everyone in the chat: Beer Money Killer of Demons, JMDB nine nine nine, Max Feldman, Bernie DC, Baby Ice, Heels for Life, Alicia A. We got everyone else. Tommy O. Thank you guys. You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media and see all the stuff I'm working on there. That's usually the easiest way to go about it. I love it, NXT. I feel like NXT is, and we've talked about this before, like the best variety show uh, on uh, for wrestling. I love that they try stuff. They do different things. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But it doesn't feel like you're getting the same thing all night long whenever you watch them, and it makes it super fun. So. That does it for us. Uh, make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc. for all the top wrestling news. If you want to hear more about CM Punk, follow at, at uh, Wrestling Inc. And make sure to check out the AEW after show tomorrow right here on Wrestling Inc. That does it for us. Good night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.